Empire of the Sun. Suns. Empire of the Suns. Wet like on book. Wet like on book. Wet like on book. Arizona Sports presents the Empire of the Suns podcast. Empire of the Suns. the Suns podcast breaking news edition Kevin the first of uh probably at least one more of these what's up I didn't think it'd be uh this Friday but here we are and suddenly the trade deadline has news yeah your name is Kevin Zerman by the way I forgot forgot that part of the bit oh, Hi, yeah. buddy. how are you I'm good uh Friday brain's really getting me and then this is not helping so we'll, we'll try to talk coherently and stuff yeah, I just wrote a Kyrie column in about 60 minutes. That was probably the most I've pushed my brain since I wrote a Mikel Bridges column on him being drafted while I was on the air at the same time doing our draft show. That was just pretty <laughs> crazy. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, the Athletics' Sham Sharania reported that the Suns are among the potential suitors, Kevin. Let's pay attention to the wording there. Potential suitors uh, for Kyrie Irving. And if you're like, why is Kyrie Irving like suitors for Kyrie Irving? Uh, he has asked for a trade. Uh, the uh, third of his career, Kevin, if you include last year, where the reports were put out there that he was considering declining his player option, was looking at sign and trade options, all that kind of stuff. Uh, obviously, the Lakers were linked to that, and obviously the uh, questions of uh, the Lakers, you know, and, and uh, that Kevin Durant guy too, that Kevin Durant guy as well, and how he would affect – uh, how Kyrie's departure could possibly affect that. Do you want to hit on KD first, or do you want to hit on Kyrie? I think real me- quickly we can mention KD. Um, nothing's come out about him, so I, I, I don't know if anything's changed on that front, even if he did request a trade to follow Kyrie. Um, I think we'd have the same opinion, so I don't know if you have anything else on that. We can just go straight to Kyrie. Okay, uh, I'm going to pass the the baton right back to you because I wrote a column on ArizonaSports.com writing about some of the many reasons why I believe Kyrie Irving does not make sense as a trade target for the Suns. Uh, Pitch me, though, because you were, I I told you, like, I just messaged you. I'm like, I'm starting something. I'm just listing all the reasons. And then you're like, oh, I kind of disagree a little bit. How do you disagree, sir? Pitch me. Go ahead. Uh, From a pure basketball standpoint, there are a couple of reasons why I disagree and it. I think it might be a disagreement of what Kyrie will get on the market, right? I think his value is extremely low um, because he's on an expiring deal. Um, you don't know whether he's going to ask, well, just not resign with the team he goes to this season. If he is traded, um, I don't think he's going to actually give the Brooklyn Nets very much in return. I think maybe they get a first round pick, maybe two first round picks. And that's nothing to do with him as a player. It's everything to do with expiring contract, and you don't know what you're going to get out of him. And so I think this bidding war is going to be between good teams. The Lakers are obviously there still. Um, But I put out there on Twitter, like he played four years with James Jones. He was what MBPA, vice pres when chris paul was president so i i think they have a pretty good relationship just you've seen them interact before so there are connections and look i I just 
I don't, I think the Suns could give a better package for Kyrie Irving than the Lakers. And by that, I mean, it's going to be expiring. It's going to be what do you need Jay Dario and maybe Landry Shamit um, to go the other way plus picks. So let's say it's two first round picks. Do you do that? Is Kyrie coming off the bench? Yeah. Or Chris Paul is, I don't think Chris Paul would be, but like that, that's the thing too. But, like it's in theory plausible to bring Kyrie Irving to the Suns without giving up a ton. Like, and that's going for it this year. So from a, again, pure basketball standpoint, I could see you selling them on that. And I could see you selling them on, look, Chris Paul's going to rest some games. Now um, we can do that. And then he and book, you have two of those guys on the floor at all times, basically. I, I think you can swing a three-guard rotation like that. And from that perspective, I'm kind of intrigued. I don't know if I'm just talking out of my head and some team's going to offer a ton for the dude, and I just am like, well, I didn't see that happening. But from that perspective, do you put up with the headache when you don't have to give up a whole lot of your current team? I don't know. Uh, Kyrie Irving has played in 60, 651 career games. Kevin, do you want to guess how many of those have come off the bench? Zero. Correct. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't see it. I'll just flat out disagree with you there. I don't see how he would be okay with, look, if he, if he comes to you and says like, okay, I'll come off the bench. I completely accept being a third guard. Even if he says that to you, Kevin, you get it through the channels. How are you supposed to believe him? How do you think that they would, I guess my next question would be, do you think, I don't think Chris Paul would be absolutely adverse to coming off the bench. Um, if he really wants to win a title, but then in your column, the, the rebuttal I believe you'll make is Kyrie Irving just will jolt this sun system to like a crazy degree. Right. Chris Paul has played 1,187 games, Kevin. Do you want to guess how many of them have come off the bench? Is it zero also? It's also zero, Kevin. He has never <laughs> come off the bench, and he is never going to come off the bench. I Look, I, I think something that gets lost in trade season a lot, and this is far less with someone like you and more uh, speaking to fans who get really excited about certain trade targets for certain reasons. And then there's just like the easy resolution that they just like slide back quickly. Of, oh, he'll come off the bench. Like, Oh, John Collins. He'll just come off the bench. And yeah. I just think people breeze by it way too easily. I, I don't particularly see it. I don't see like, I, I guess I could buy into like the narrative aspect of like, this is how Kyrie rehabilitates his career. He shows he's committed to winning to such an extent that he'll come off the bench and contend for a title with his team. And then he'll head into free agency. He'll win six man of the year, Kevin, even if he only plays 30 games off the bench, he'll win six man. Of the, I know that's not how six man of the year works anyway, but I, I get that, but I just don't see how the egos of these guys get to that point. So let's just breeze by that. Right. And I did in the, in the column, by the way, I was like, a, I just, I didn't even like amount it to this. Trading him for Chris Paul. I, I think this this appeals both to him in the situation where Chris Paul and Kyrie Irving are on the same Suns team, and it does when uh, one of them is. If like if uh, just Kyrie is on the Suns and Chris isn't, the playoffs are two months and two weeks away. 
if Kyrie Irving is in your team, it dramatically changes the way your team operates. It just does. It dramatically changes the DNA of how you play both offensively and defensively. And you would have to tweak that to such an enormous extent in eight weeks. And the reason why I'm focusing on eight weeks specifically is not just because it's one of the windows. It very well could be the only window because Kyrie is on a $36 million expiring contract. And this has been the history of his departures from teams. Kevin, you ready? You ready? Are you sitting down? Here Uh, we go. Yeah. Yeah. Drum roll, please. He requests a trade from the Cleveland Cavaliers. He gets that trade request. He goes to the Boston Celtics. Things more or less go pretty wrong for a lot of different reasons and a lot of different ways. He goes to a season ticket holder meeting with the owners. Public. Fans are there. Yay. He says he's committing to Boston a year before free agency when he's going to enter free agency. He's committing long-term. Great. He doesn't do that at all. He signs with the Nets. Awesome. He does the soft trade request that I mentioned already. And now we're back at his trade request that he put his team in a horrible position six days before the deadline. They're 31 and 20, by the way. That's I, I think that's you, it's not bad. I think you can look at what I just said, both for the odds of him re-signing with the team and both for, for the odds of him just re-signing with your team and also for paying. I, I, let me Let me ask you, Kevin. What is the bigger issue to you with what I'm what I'm going over here? Is it the chances of re-signing him or actually re-signing him to a long-term deal? A guy that is this problematic. Wait, what are those two again? What do you feel like is a bigger issue with getting Ky- the team that trades with Kyrie Irving is going to deal with two huge issues, Kevin. One of them yeah. is the chance that he leaves an unrestricted free agency. The other is that you actually sign him, but you have to commit to a long-term contract uh, for three or four years. Which to you is a bigger issue? I don't know, but my whole... Yeah, yeah I don't know either. Yeah. Isn't that a problem? No, 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 no. This is why I think he's not going to get traded for that much, though, because I... But isn't not that a problem? Even... No, 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 no. Isn't that a problem, though? That there are yeah. two humongous issues and you can't decide which one is a bigger issue? Like... yeah. When have the when has there ever been a guy like this before where there has been those two kinds of situations happening at the same time? I'm I'm gonna make your po- I'm making your point in that I am not even thinking of any team who trades for Kyrie Irving right now should not even be thinking about those two possibilities because they should only be thinking about if Kyrie Irving can win them a finals or get them to the finals and win it this year. That is the only reason you would trade for Kyrie Irving, I think. Or you're the Lakers and you just need to like get the 10 seed. So I'm agreeing with you in a very different way. Like those two things are not even on my mind right now. If you trade for Kyrie Irving, like don't even think you're going to have him next year. Yeah. Uh, Woj mentioned Phoenix in his story. He said the Suns have an ambitious new owner, Matt Ishbia, who is about to be approved in the coming days in a roster that could offer Brooklyn the best scenario for a combination of players and picks in a potential deal. Um, can, do do you even do you even want to hit on the anti-Semitic stuff and go through the off-court problems, or can we just like sum, summarize it as such and say there's a ton of off-court issues? And I, oh, I, will, yeah. I I will choose to do that. I will choose to summarize that, it with what I wrote. With the Suns are about to close the chapter on a huge off-court saga that affected them. It affected them. I, I don't care. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, I mean the the I kept saying when you asked me for my argument it was all about basketball stuff. And that's what I was referring to. All that stuff's very bad. Uh, he's a distraction. He's probably a distraction in the locker room for the similar reasons, not getting vaccinated, not being committed to the team it is the lens that puts on you. Um, but to get back to your point on Ishbia coming in, I will say 
that like that changes this too because we don't know how he's going to act and if he's going to say James Jones go do something for this season we'll worry about it later um like maybe we don't know how James Jones acts in these situations um well no and- it was it, it was Simmons I was listening to the other day and Simmons basically said like we the track record for owners coming in is they want to come in with a splash like they want to make a big move and this would be yep one of the best point guards of his generation. That would be a pretty big look, move to say the least. Yeah. And, and look, we need to wait and see what Kevin Durant does too, because it's like the completely opposite thing where it's like older guy, long, long contract, a lot more money. Um, but I think you and I will agree. He is a lot less of a problem than Kyrie Irving, like not even close as far as distractions and all that stuff. Um, so I think before we get too thoughtful about this one, it's like, well, we got to see what Kevin Durant ultimately wants too, because there going to be options on the table. And then like this, the boring angle of this is these trades could open up more doors for the Suns to do other stuff, I guess. Correct. And that's all I thought we were doing until these uh, <laughs> kept getting attached to this. And I, so quickly got that call and done just so like I, and I'm going on the radio at 4 30 and hopefully that is the last I ever have to like talk about this again I will leave it to James Herbert of CBS Sports an excellent NBA writer his headline for his column I obviously haven't read it because it came out as we're reading this but it says Kyrie Irving's problem there's nowhere to go in free agency and he can't trade himself Irving has requested a trade but is that an empty threat and I think that's more or less what we're dealing with here is that Kyrie's in a really difficult situation in terms of teams that would want him and teams that would give up something to acquire him both in terms of long-term salary and the long-term and then the short-term in terms of teams that would trade for him with assets. I think that's what the situation ultimately comes down to, but I just didn't have enough space in my column to get to it. So I'll briefly mention it here. The Kevin Durant part, of course, is the far more interesting part of this. Again, Woj tweeted the thing that I think everyone was thinking when this kind of came. This didn't come up and everyone was like, oh, is the landscape of the league about to change with where Kyrie Irving goes? Like, no, everyone was thinking about exactly what the ramifications are in terms of Kevin Durant, because of course his trade request came up the other day or the other, uh, the other off season, I should say the other day. The other <laughs> it was like the other day among rival teams. There's far more interest in inquiring on Kevin Durant's reaction to Kyrie Irving's trade request and how that may impact Katie's future with the nets. I imagine if you have Sean Marks's primary phone number, you're hitting a secondary phone number and you probably can't even get through to that right now. Uh, here's the thing, Kevin, the, Nets are pretty darn good right now. You mentioned their record. Kyrie has played in a handful of those games, but I think Nick Claxton has had an awesome year. I think TJ Warren has been a nice surprise for them. Watanabe's in there as well. Seth Curry, Joe Harris, Ben Simmons are our pieces, our winning pieces to some extent. No people will disagree, at least on Simmons for that. But then you've got Kevin Durant, who when he's playing at his highest level is the best basketball player on planet Earth. And I can see how even if Irving departs for expirings and nothing that actually helps them win a title this year, I could still see how there, I don't see how it lands in a way where Durant is like, Oh, we just can't win this year. It's, it's, it's screwed. It's like, no, I have me. I've got Nick. I've got like a handful of like capable role players. Like that's enough to win a title. I could see him believing that. I don't think this means that Durant's going to one out all of a sudden, but it, but it's there because of last year. Right. Yeah. And to your point, like, if they somehow get stuck with Kyrie and just are like, you know what? Like we might've gotten a first round pick. Like they should trade him if that's the case. I I think they will. And that's why this is so intriguing, but you could just run it and see if like, as long as he shows up, 
and you have KD healthy, I, I don't know. Like you make a finals run and then you figure it out. Um, but yeah, that, that's going to be super interesting. I, I have no idea. And like, again, the, I don't think we've seen a trade market this bad for this type of player before. Cause Kyrie's really good, but yeah, there's, there is baggage. Is there an offer too big where you say no, if Durant's available? What do you mean? Like from the Suns, huh? Yeah, twins, twins, four first round picks, full swaps, full picks, the twins, Aiden. Ooh. Does it get too big? I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. For no, sure. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Well well, that, we'll that's we'll that's the thing though. That. We we don't know if James Jones is just like, no, I'm gonna act differently or I have a new boss. I don't know how these things work. Well, what we do know, Kevin, is that the the villain origin story of one John Gambadoro continues. Suns fans continue to get excited about if their team will finally make a trade. And there goes Gambo on the air today, shutting down OG Ananobi, Alex Caruso, Max Struz, and Kobe White, and more apparently, according to the Burns and Gambo Twitter page. I haven't uh, tuned into that just yet, but... More uh, more the same with Gambo checking in with his sources across the league and, and hearing that the Suns are not ultimately in on those guys. Ananobi, of course, is quite a notable name, but that was one where last week or earlier this week, Kevin, I couldn't really uh, sell myself on it. Any reaction to any of those names? I, I guess Caruso would have been fun, but he can't like score or create. So that's... Yeah, I think the ringer mentioned him in a story today, which it, it's interesting because he, he is a third guard who can do lots of different stuff than what they have. Um but yeah, I, I'm still going to follow this basketball team, Kellen, if nothing happens other than a Jay Crowder trade for like a second round pick. Are Speaking you? Speaking of that, we're out of time, buddy. Uh, we <laughs> predicted last episode, will Jay Crowder be traded by the next episode? We've all said, yes, we were wrong. Will we be right this time, Kevin? It, will Jay Crowder be traded yeah. by the next episode? We do. Yes. I agree. He will be. All right, buddy. Let's hope it's not too crazy of a weekend, huh? Or let's hope, I guess. I don't know what we're hoping for. (laughs) Jeez. All right. Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) We'll be back next time when there is a breaking news-esque worthy uh, thing going on. And, And that is right now. So we'll see if more arise this weekend next week. Surely there will be. Bye.